Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The 10th tier of Daily Tech News Show is made possible by its listeners. Thanks to all of you. That includes you, Tony Glass, and you, Philip Less, and you, Howard Yermish, and new patron, Doug. Everybody welcome, Doug. Thanks, Doug. On this episode of DTNS, Shannon Morse vets the rumors about the Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra, science confirms Zoom calls are exhausting, and why your local news is scared of iOS 17. The answer could kill you. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, November 27th, 2023 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. In Studio Colorado, I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chen. It is the return from the long weekend here in the U.S. of A. I hope you all missed us. We missed you. It's good to be back. Let's start with the quick hits. Bleeping Computer is one of many outlets noting a growing number of Google Drive users posting on Google forums that their recent files and folder changes have disappeared. The user's activity logs show no recent changes, indicating, no, they didn't just accidentally delete them. Offline caches might contain the missing data, but there are no clear instructions from Google on restoring from a cache. A post from Google support volunteers does say that Google product engineers are aware and investigating, and they advised Google Drive users who are affected not to make any changes to the root or data folder until the engineers provide further instructions. At the same time, Google is scheduled to begin deleting Gmail data and photos from inactive accounts starting December 1st. Now, I'm not trying to imply there's a connection between these two because I really don't think there is, Uh, but it's a good thing to know. Uh, Your account is considered inactive if it has not been logged into for more than two years. So if you got a Google account you haven't logged into in a couple of years, you might want to log in before December 1st. Reuters sources say TikTok parent company ByteDance will shut down much of its Newverse gaming division, which publishes Marvel Snap, among <gasps> other games. I know, it's sad. ByteDance told Reuters that it will, quote, restructure its gaming business after a review. Reuters said ByteDance told Newverse employees they must stop working on unreleased games by December. It's coming up quick. It's unclear where re- released Newverse games like Marvel Snap or Crystal of atlin will end up layoffs do appear to be underway 
A ransomware attack against Fidelity National Financial has disrupted the ability to use the company or its subsidiaries related to title insurance, escrow, title-related services, mortgage transaction services, and technology related to the real estate and mortgage industries. So you can't use services like loan care, for instance, to pay a mortgage, and you can't get anyone on the phone because the phone system's down. The only public statement from FNF has been an SEC filing, which said, we blocked access to certain of our systems, which resulted in disruptions to our business, you think? Uh, So if you can't pay your mortgage or get that title insurance approved, that could be why. Hopefully we don't get in trouble for not paying our mortgages. Oppo's Realme line of phones announced that they have shipped 200 million phones in the last five years. Realme sells phones with decent specs for a discounted price. The Realme 11 Pro sells for less than 300 euros. The next flagship phone from Realme is the GT5 Pro, yet to be announced. This is uh, a piece of news that's helpful for people in the T-Mobile store. So they can go like, oh, Realme, you know, they uh, they ship 200 (laughs) million phones. Oh, wow, you really know your phones. Uh, Wall Street Journal sources say that according to internal Amazon data, the company's in-house delivery system delivered more packages to U.S. homes in 2022 than UPS. This is Amazon trucks. This is Amazon's in-house shipping unit. We're not just talking about Amazon shipped a lot of packages. They also delivered them more than UPS. Uh, Amazon already passed FedEx back in 2020. So Amazon is now the largest package delivery business in the United States. Data indicates that Amazon will increase its lead on the others this year. All right, folks, uh, if you've been seeing a promo on your local news, either in Ohio or maybe in Detroit, uh, they have been reporting that police have issued warnings about iOS 17. Shannon, the police are warning parents, beware. Of iOS. Uh, it's an Android user's dream. Uh, they're not saying don't use iOS 17. The Middletown Division of Police in Dayton, Ohio, I think was the first to do this. They posted a warning on the Facebook page for the police about iOS's new name drop feature. That's the one that lets you touch two iPhones together. Uh, so you touch the heads of them together and then you can share contact info. The process can be canceled very easily. In fact, just moving the device away often will interrupt it even if you want it to happen. Uh, Locking the phone will also interrupt it. Once the transfer is complete, you also have to approve sharing your info and accepting info from the other person. However, uh, the police are warning parents to turn it off in the bringing devices together setting under the airdrop settings uh, if they have children so their children don't accidentally share their contact info Shannon, I'm I'm not against this warning, but does it deserve this much attention? It seems like this is out of proportion for the risk. I, yeah, I feel like it's kind of clickbaity in a sense. Like it's 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 running on that fear tactic of people not fully understanding how a new feature or a new technical aspect works of mm-hmm. the devices that they already own. And we see this kind of thing happen so often when it comes to mainstream media where people are just like, oh my God, your thing can get hacked. And you're <laughs> like, well, 
I mean, it's it's yes, a very, very specific use case. Right. It's a very specific use case, and it does require you to be active. It sounds like you have to be actively using the phone in order for this to even work. Now, you have actually tested this, correct? Because I'm an Android user. I haven't, I haven't tried this myself. Yeah, I, and I think that's what caught my eye, because if this had just been the local news saying, there's a new feature to be aware of, I would have dismissed it. It's the fact that the police posted about it on their pay on their official pages that that caught my eye because yeah i have run into this uh at conferences at meetups with my relatives where even to airdrop uh, you could actually airdrop photos this way too you just touch the tops of the phones together and then a little thing you you have to hold it there you kind of have to push a little bit and then a thing will pop up that says like hey this person wants to share their contact info or do you, are you cool with that do you want to send yours and you say accept and then it does it wirelessly uh transfers all that info similar to how airdrop works i've had it not work a lot because maybe somebody uh, doesn't have iOS 17 yet. Uh, I've had it not work because your hands are shaky and it just can't quite. It's like you have to hold it very still for it to be like, okay, no, we're really doing this. We're really doing this. So it's, it's kind of hard to make this happen accidentally. Yeah, it does sound like this is something that I wouldn't be super concerned about. However, if you are a parent, there is a reason why you may want to disable this for your kids, especially if your kids are like going to school on public transit, like in a city, you might be a little bit more worried about them. I don't know, maybe meeting a stranger and getting groomed or something like that. Like you might you want might get to worry a little bit there. Doing it. Right. You might get socially yeah. engineered into doing something like this and your kids might not fully understand or grasp what they are transferring or sharing with another party. So in that sense, like, yeah, you might want to disable this. But I think for most people, since you do have to actively accept and or reject the data that is being transferred back and forth, I, I think that there is a sense of, okay, yes, it is opted in already, but you do have to actively choose whether or not you are sharing this data. It's very much like AirDrop, and it sounds like it's very, very much like nearby share for my my Android phones, where I yeah. do have to accept the transfer before anything actually happens. Uh, Brian in our YouTube chat says, I- I'm in Metro Detroit, heard this on the news last night, thought it was a bit weird to hear this warning from the general news instead of DTNS. Um, <laughs> I, I thought so, too. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this. Shannon's absolutely right. If you're a parent, you might want to look into this just so your child doesn't get tricked into using it on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not likely to accidentally happen. Uh, so I wondered, like, OK, why this? There's so many other things that are also risks or higher risks on a phone. Why are the police paying attention to this one? And it did did strike me that. It is the new iOS 17 feature that the most people I know know about. Everybody who I've run into where I said, oh, do you want to do the thing? They all know. They're like, oh, yeah, that thing where you tap it together. So maybe this feature just got more popular and more awareness. And that could explain why the police are like, "Okay, everybody knows about this feature. So let's make sure people know that, you know, it's on by default, which is another thing. Apple turned it on by default. They don't always turn these things on by default. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right in the sense that like it's it's the popular thing. So mm-hmm. I think it's the thing that everybody is grasping onto. But without understanding how the entire system works, there's a little bit of um, I wouldn't say misinformation, but there's a little bit of skepticism or again that fear that's coming into this explanation. Yeah, I 
I would uh, I would hurry to add. Uh, I almost said hesitate to add. I would hurry to add that there are lots of other things you should pay attention to on your children's. There phone. are, uh, you know, and, and look those up. Don't feel like if you turn this one off, you've done everything to protect the phone. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a bad thing necessarily right, that right. police are warning, like, "Hey, this is a thing." But for me, I would say, "Okay, and or okay, mm-hmm. but yeah. there is additional information that you should know about how to." use this. All right. Uh, We've talked about Zoom fatigue before on the show. It's a thing a lot of people have talked about since video conferencing became much more widespread back in 2020. Previous studies have been done on self-reported feelings indicating that uh, there's a real effect. People say they feel exhausted. They say they they feel a little more drained uh, after a, a video conference. But four Austrian scientists wanted to find out if there's physiological effects, that it's not just self-reported. So they have published a paper in the journal Scientific Reports called Video Conference Fatigue from a Neurophysiological Perspective, Experimental Evidence Based on EEG and ECG. So scan in the brain, scan in the heart. Uh, In other words, they didn't just rely on self-reports. Participants in the study viewed a lecture, some of them in person, others over a video conference, and then they had their heart rate uh, measured, their cognitive attention tasks measured while they did the tasks, and they were also asked about their mood. So there was some self-reporting data in here too, but it wasn't the only data they had. And they did all of that before the lecture and after the lecture for everybody who was in person and everybody who watched it on Zoom or whatever video conferencing app they used. Uh, The lecture was about 50 minutes long, and they found that those who watched the video conference showed signs of fatigue, that there was evidence that their brain had to work harder uh, than the people who were there in person. Hmm. That's really interesting. I mean, it kind of makes sense in in a way. Like I I remember sitting in classrooms and just like falling asleep when I was in college. <laughs> right. But I, that's yeah. when I was younger and I didn't fully un- understand or grasp like my health and how I can stay awake and what interests me the most. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that is one of the, the one of the things about this. They did it in an academic setting, not an office setting. Uh, the mean age, like the 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 average age. Uh, was 24. So, so these are oh, young yeah. folks. Uh, they didn't do it all ages thing. Uh, and, and they admit this in the study. They're, this is good science. They're saying, we, you know, we noticed that self-reporting indicates this. We wanted to see if there were physiological effects. We noticed there was physiological effects, but our sample was limited in this way. So further studies should look at other things, et cetera, et cetera. All of that said, uh, I think a lot of us are probably heartened that, yeah, uh, it does seem like doing a video conference is harder on us or more exhausting Mm -hmm. than being in person. And there's a lot of theories as to why uh, those haven't been tested. But, you know, my personal theory, Shannon, is that the fact that you know everyone can see you, you know, Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people turn their camera off. Uh, But even then, the feeling that there's a camera I am definitely seen is different in a video conference than it is when you're sitting in a conference room and you know everybody's eyes are are pointed towards the speaker, right? So you don't feel the pressure on you the way you do in a video conference where you're like, well, everybody could be looking at me. I don't know who is, but everybody could be. 
And I mean, even from our perspectives as presenters, there's definitely something to say there in terms of even if it's not in front of a live audience, being on camera is very tiring because you are more poised, like you're working your core and sitting up straight, like you have a better posture. You're using your voice and expressing a lot more and using a lot more like gestures and hand gestures and whatnot. So there's a lot more that goes into it when you are being looked at and you know that you're being looked at. So you're... Uh, we we describe it as being on quote unquote yeah. all the time, sure. and that's that's something that you definitely experience when you're in, in a video conference. I would love to know. I would love to see them do a uh, a test to kind of compare like an office setting with people doing a video conference where they're in a meeting type of mindset for 50 minutes compared to listening to a lecture for older people for like you know 30s 40s people that are really really deep into their careers to see if. It affects you in terms of like working from home mm-hmm. like is it is it better or is it worse like mm-hmm. that would be a really interesting experiment for me yeah. and and is being young worse because you have less experience yeah. you know being on uh than, than people are older or does that make any difference uh lion jim video in our twitch chat says i i sit in the last row of chairs in church for similar reasons <laughs> i think that does sort of explain the last row phenomenon whenever you're filling up a, a, a conference room or an auditorium they always have to ask people come on sit in the front nobody wants to sit in front because they don't want eyes behind them right you, you yep. want to be looking at everyone else not everyone else looking at you <laughs> if I do my hair good, I'll sit in the front row because yeah. then I don't mind. <laughs> that, and well, and I was about to say, uh, uh, and that that also applies to video conferences. If you do your hair well, uh, then you're less likely to be worried about people looking at you. Uh, <laughs> but I, then I immediately jumped to the fact that like it probably is. And this would be interesting to study too. slightly less stressful for us to do vo- Zoom calls because mm-hmm. we do this because we're used to it. Right. Yeah, because it comes a lot more naturally to us. Yeah, and because we we've yeah. gotten used to like, oh, of course, I, I do the show every day, so I'm used to people looking at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, when I when I took my, I was taking a Zoom class in Korean earlier this year, and it was interesting to have the video on all the time and know like, okay, anybody can be looking at me, even though yeah. I'm not supposed to be on, even though I'm not talking. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a difference. Huh. Uh, well, folks, uh, we have a YouTube channel. You may have heard me mention it uh, earlier in the show. Uh, and there's lots of great stuff there. If you want to watch the show as a YouTube show, uh, instead of listening to it as a podcast, you can do that. You can even listen to it as a YouTube show. Uh, go check it out. We have other shows there as well. Android Faithful is on our YouTube channel. And a show I do called Top 5. This past Friday, we released the Top 5 historical newsroom technologies. I kind of did a a tour through the tech of newsrooms throughout history. Uh, You can catch that and all the other good stuff we do at youtube.com slash daily tech news show. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. Got a lot of phone stuff happening. OnePlus revealed its new flagship phone, the OnePlus 12. Uh, It's going to be coming in white, black, or green. They released a teaser. It was mostly pretty nature scenes, uh, but it did show the phone sometimes. And that let you notice that uh, there are these new color options. There's a new location for the alert slider on the left-hand side now instead of the right. Uh, A lot of people who are OnePlus fans are very interested in that. Uh, OnePlus said the new location is meant to accommodate a more powerful antenna. So that's why they switched the sides. Yahoo Tech HK also reported that it'll have a 2K display panel from BOE, uh, support for rain touch and infrared remote control. And OnePlus is holding an event in China on December 5th. So we'll get price and all the shipping details then. Global launch is expected to be announced December 15th. That's one trickle of specs in advance of a flagship phone. Even farther out, uh, or at least sometime after the first of the year, maybe as early as January 17th, is the Samsung Galaxy S24. Shannon, what are we hearing about that one? Yeah, I'm super excited about this. So there is a leak of Samsung's Galaxy S24 Ultra, which is the highest uh, rated flagship by an ex-user last week, which showcases the upcoming phone's larger screen and the flat back which is a slight difference. Uh, The curved side design of previous models is also eliminated, and the S24 line is also rumored to feature Samsung Gauss, the company's proprietary generative AI model. I'm excited. You get, so you're you're an Android fan. You're a Samsung user. Which which Samsung are you using these days? Yeah. So so this will be fun for me because I'm currently an S23 Ultra user uh, with my beautiful Sailor Moon case on it. Of course, of course, and I'm I'm very much in that like 
high end. I need all the high end flagship specs. I need to be able to edit with 4k and be able to take pictures and edit all my photos and do social media and do vlogs. Like I always buy the biggest of the best flagship. And that's one of my daily drivers right now. The other one is my eight pro because I always carry two phones. So um, for me, I'm very curious about the fact that they switched to the flat back and the flat front. Uh, those are two big differences that we're going to see on the Ultra, of course. The current model has a slight curvature on the screen, which a lot of people don't like. But if you use the little side uh, dock for applications, then it's very useful. So it's not something that has ever troubled me. Um, I did notice that in terms of the design, like as as far as like where the cameras are set up and everything, that doesn't seem to have changed very much, which is kind of interesting because I've found using the 8 Pro that the flat glass back, which covers all three of the lenses all at the same time, is a lot easier to clean and it's a lot easier to put a case over it and it doesn't like wobble at all when you set it down on a hard surface because it's this straight flat uh, back casing. But with the S23 Ultra and it looks like the S24 Ultra as well, you're going to have a little bit of wobble from the lenses and they're all going to be in separate uh, separate casings for each of the different lenses, which can be kind of hard to clean. Lots of dust gets around those and such. Uh, so in terms of like, if you have a pet at home, you might not like that as much. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially with the foldables, because, you know, I have the Pixel Fold. Yes. Uh, it just it starts to become really uh, nerve wracking to see it all does. the little pieces of dust working their way in on those edges, right? Uh, su supposedly, the S24 Ultra will have the newest Snapdragon as well. I believe Makes last sense. year's was the uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. So this one will be the Gen 3, 3 I believe. Yeah. yeah, so so I'm looking forward to that and doing some benchmarking and testing to see if it's improved anything. But the fact that they're bringing uh, their generative AI model into it, um, I'm hoping that will help with some of the photography downfalls that we see between the Samsung Galaxy line versus the the Pixel line. The Pixel line has blown it out of the park with everything that they've been doing with generative AI. Mm. And I'm hoping that we see the same thing out of Samsung because that would be really good competition in that market. But it sounds like we are facing yet another flagship that is going to have people saying evolutionary, not revolutionary. All of the <laughs> all of the big updates are are in the camera, uh, and the one difference would be Samsung Gauss, the the AI yes. uh, on device AI. Uh, but that's another example of Samsung doing a thing that everybody's like, well, there already exists. Like you can already use the Google one. I could put Bard on there. Why do I need Samsungs? What's going to be better about Samsungs? Yeah, what's going to be better? I mean, they've always done hardware really, really well. And I feel like if they've, if they keep that focus on hardware, even if it's just a very simplistic upgrade between the S23 line and the S24 line, I think that will definitely help like keep them at the very high end for flagships. Um, and introducing generative AI, like, yeah, it kind of feels like they're playing catch up to other brands, especially the, the Pixel line in particular. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I think it's needed at this point. Like, I think they need to focus more on that because there's only so much that you can do with hardware at this time uh, without turning your devices into something much larger. I just, I don't know. Um, I'm trying, I'm now I'm blanking on uh, what was the, was the Samsung voice assistant that's still kind of hidden in there? Oh, Big Bixby. Bixby, yeah. Bixby, unfortunately. Gauss just has a Bixby feel to me. Yeah, it's cringe. <laughs> and I'm like, it's such a potato. <laughs> and and they they do this partly because of their Android partnership, where they'll have their own thing, but you could still get the Google version. You could still get the Android yes. version of whatever it is. So yes, I wonder if that's going to change with the, with Gauss. I'm definitely not expecting it to, though. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure if it will or not. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it and and I'll do a comparison of course between the two phones. I'm hoping that I can get a OnePlus in my studio too so I can review those because the big thing with that that everybody's freaking out about is the alert slider changing yeah, everybody's size. Yeah, like they changed the size. Oh no. <laughs> it's been it's been the same for such a long time. Like that's going to be a big difference yeah. if you're used to just that muscle memory. I I have a feeling a lot of people are not going to be super happy about that. Um yeah, so there's a lot of really interesting upgrades happening. Uh, one thing I noticed between my 8 Pro and the S23 Ultra is the Wi-Fi is a lot faster on the 8 Pro mm. than the S23 Ultra. Um, I think that's just based on the Wi-Fi spec that's included in the 8 Pro versus the uh, older Samsung phone. So hopefully we'll see faster Wi-Fi to kind of complement what we're seeing from Pixel right now. And hopefully we see some AI going into those cameras. I would love to see some increases there yeah yeah some improvements there just to Mm -hmm. remind people again uh the one plus date for the the chinese announcement is december 5th that's when we'll get all the details uh global launch date will be announced december 15th and we don't have an official date for the samsung galaxy s24 ultra but we are expecting samsung to do an unpacked on january 17th that will of course announce the galaxy s24 ultra because if you're doing an unpacked on january 17th what else are you going to announce that Unless they come out with a headset to compete with the Apple Vision Pro, which I guess would you know be an outside shot, right? But probably going to be that could be fun. Yeah. All right, let's check out the mailbag. Scott wrote in and said, "I've been meaning to email you for several weeks. Just now getting around to it. Can you tell me what happened to Rich Trafalino on Daily Tech Headlines? My wife and I would listen to him every night before bed, and we would both say together." Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day, which is how Rich signs off Daily Tech Headlines. Uh, Scott said, we miss Rich. We'd love to hear him again. Is that a possibility? Uh, Yes. We uh, we still work with Rich. He produces It's a Thing with me and Molly Wood, uh, but he no longer hosts Daily Tech Headlines on a regular basis. Uh, he can fill in from time to time, so keep your ears out. He might be popping in uh, if somebody needs a day off. I, I know he's he's done that for us on DTNS once, but he went over to David Spark, our friend David Spark's CISO series uh, company, and so he's doing security headlines over there. So if you like Rich doing headlines, uh, head on over and, and get his... Uh, enterprise security headlines uh, from David Spark. That's at the CISO series, C-I-S-O, uh, and check that out. Um, but yeah, we were Rich uh, did a great job for us. Uh, we were sad to see him go, but we were happy uh, that he found something cool to do with David, and we love what David does over there. So it's all good, and it means you get more Rob Dunwood. Uh, so hey, you know everybody wins, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. We love Rob. 
Uh, and Rich. Th- thank you, Scott. <laughs> it, Scott was among many people who wrote in. It was like, did I miss an announcement? And we did We did make an announcement, but, you know, the, you, not everybody listens to every second of every show. I get that. So thought we would uh, we would pass that along as well. Uh, Shannon Morris, thank you so much for being here today with us. What do you got going on to let people know about? I got a lot going on. Well, I left threat. I left threat wire on the hack five YouTube channel. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Speaking of moves, even though it still says threat wire back there, I got to take that down. So sorry (laughs) about that. (laughs) I know a little awkward. (laughs) Uh, YouTube.com slash Shannon Morris is the best place to find all of my content. I'm still doing security and privacy content on my own channel. I just did a really fun eight pro review. It's super, super in depth. And I did a bunch of photography and videography uh, uh, examples in that video, including some of the AI stuff. So that was really fun. I had so much fun, like, creating that video. So please check it out. (laughs) Fantastic. Go support Shannon as well. Also, if you're a patron of the show, you not only get an ad-free version, you not only get bonus content like Roger's Column or our Rewind show, uh, but you also get more DTNS. We call it Good Day Internet. It's the extended show, and we're going to talk about using hand gestures to control devices. It always sounds cool, and people have tried it multiple times over the past decades, But every time we get it, we don't end up using it. So we're going to talk about whether we really need it or if this time around is different. You can also catch the show live Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 2100 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Norton. I think we're talking about car tech. Stick around for that. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.